This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway. Glad you've tuned in, everybody, here at the Chris Salcedo Show. Telephone number is 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393 if you want to weigh in. I uh, was looking at this story earlier today, and I my, the first thought in my head was, for crying out loud, we've got to stop. We've just got to stop. Now, the New York Times published this piece, and it's a piece. It's a piece of something. Piece of garbage, if I want to clean it up. It's entitled, Et Tu Delta? Shakespeare in the Park Sponsors Withdraw from Trump-like Julius Caesar. Now, for those of you who are not up in your Shakespeare, I have actually acted in this this Shakespearean play, Julius Caesar. I didn't play a major role. Played three different roles, as a matter of fact. But the death of Julius Caesar is one of the many uh, depictions in the theater, uh, ancient depictions of theater from, from the time of, of, of Shakespeare's days. It's been, it's been replicated over and over and over and over again. This, this similar theme, the deposing of power through force. And there is a scene that is a rather bloody scene where all of the co-conspirators, even uh, Julius Caesar's closest friend, Brutus, Et tu, Brute? That's where the expression comes from. And you as well, you, my, my closest confidant. And the, 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 the character of Brutus was a reluctant co-conspirator and fell prey to manipulation of, well, the, the press equivalent back then. Innuendo and circumstantial evidence. And Caesar wasn't all that bad, at least depicted in Shakespeare's production. At any rate, and, and the reason I brought up the fact that I have acted in this play is that, that I, back at San Diego State University when I was a lot younger, it was cast in modern day. We wore modern suits, and it was more of a, of a, uh, shall I say, 
I want to say Cuban, uh, but that's not the one I'm looking for. It was it, it was back circa 1980s. My, maybe my aunt, Don Johnson look. The Don Johnson look. That's kind of what, if I remember correctly, that's kind of how we were dressed. Slick, uh, late 80s, early 90s type dress. Corporate dress. Anywho, beside the point, this version of Julius Caesar is also staged in in modern dress, even though it's, I'm assuming, the classic prose of William Shakespeare. The part of Julius Caesar is played by a man who wears a wig and has hair and wears outfits that look exactly like Donald Trump. So the scenes of Caesar, i.e. Trump, getting stabbed feed into this fantasy of the American left of killing Donald Trump. And it's being staged in, where else? New York. New York's public theater. And now they're losing financial backing. Two high-profile corporate donors, Delta Airlines and Bank of America. So here is Liam Stack who is saying, et to Delta, he doesn't like the fact that Delta Airlines removed its corporate sponsorship. You have betrayed those who want to see the depiction of Donald Trump being stabbed to death. You betrayed us, says the New York Times. We love violence against Trump, says the New York Times. Now, there are some corporate sponsors who are still sticking with this theater, theater production. The New York Times itself is a corporate sponsorship. Of course, they're going to stick around. Because, hey, if it's, if it's uh, anything against Trump, New York Times is all about it. And American Express still supporting this production. But Bank of America and Delta Airlines said, no, uh, depicting the, the assassination of the President of the United States, we draw the line. So they're out. Et tu Delta, says Liam Stack. Are you kidding me? As this, as if this is a bad thing, not to support something like this. Had Barack Obama been substituted? In, and you know what? To be honest, Barack Obama has behaved more like an emperor, a dictator, than Donald Trump has in his short time in office. Truth be told. I mean, Donald Trump is, is doing things. He hasn't violated the Constitution once. Barack Obama was found by the high courts to have violated the, the rule of law, his own law, or the Constitution on several occasions throughout his occupation of the Oval Office. Behaving very much like a despot, dictator, slash emperor. But can you imagine the uproar if an Obama lookalike was cast as uh, Julius Caesar? Oh. There, there were guys, uh, rodeo clowns wearing Obama masks, and the left wing went nuts over that. A rodeo clown. How dare you depict Obama being gored by a bull? How dare you? The sainted Barack Obama. 
it's a, it's 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 so on its face garbage left wing garbage there those that they support are untouchable those that they hate do whatever you want to all day long no restriction of propriety no restriction no holds barred whatever it takes for libs to win and then there's Kirsten Gillibrand the potty-mouthed senator now, why do I say she's the potty mouth senator from New York? Well, have a listen for yourself. Has he kept any of these promises? No. <laughs> no. Um, instead, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I understand this is a younger audience. It's okay. Fundamentally, if we are not helping people, we should go home. F-bombs. Um, it's okay to speak like that if you're a U.S. senator in front of younger people. Ellie, you're a millennial. What do you think about a U.S. senator dropping the F-bomb? Um, do, you, do you have more respect for the senator? Do you relate to her more that way? I mean, if it was somebody I knew personally, I don't think I would have... No, she's Much a U.S. Opinion. senator. But if what, it what was... You're, there, you're, you're in the audience, you're watching a U.S. senator, and all of a sudden she starts dropping the F-bomb left and right. Then I, probably, I would probably lose respect. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think that's, that's only a natural reaction. Now, look, when Donald Trump was out there talking about bombing the sh, you know, the sh out of ISIS, although I agreed with the sentiment, I was like, yeah, come on, dude, do we... And I remember this. Maybe this is just me and my my radio training. If you have to use profanity to make your point, then it's probably not a point that can stand on its own. That's what I was told. Now, once in a while, I'm going to throw a a dam in there or he double hockey sticks, and you know what? I get mail on that. I do uh, mostly from the broadcast uh, parts of the Chris Salcedo show in Dallas and in Houston. So I, I, I try not to, to make my points. Sometimes I get so, so angry at some of the things going on. Uh, one, one or two are going to slip out, but nothing like that. I just, I, I can't bring my, just the training takes over. You can't, you can't do, uh, you can't take away 20 years of, of broadcast training and just uh, flitter it away. So I, I just, there's nothing in me that can, can do that. But here's Kirsten Gillibrand. There's a lot in that soundbite. She believes that she's talking to a, a group of people who are receptive. Talk about, talk about judging. Um, who are receptive to cursing. Something else you've got to consider is, is Kirsten Gillibrand leading there? Is she showing a, the younger people? She's supposed to be a sitting U.S. senator for cry out, crying out loud. Do you think she's leading or is she pandering? She's pandering. And some focus group told her or her people somewhere, hey, these are millennials. They like it when you drop the F-bomb. <laughs> so drop a couple F-bombs in there. It came off as disingenuous. 
she was not genuine in her comments, disingenuous. It came off as contrived. It came off as somebody was really trying real way too hard to fit in. And people can spot that a mile away. Now, now granted, a lot of the folks in the in the group were predisposed to hate Donald Trump anyway. So they let it go. But at the end of the day, is that somebody you'll pull the lever for? I don't I don't think so. But again, it's another signal, another loss of decorum sponsored by who? Our political opposition. That's what they do. A sitting U.S. senator thinks, hey, this is perfectly okay, dropping F-bombs left and right? Really? I've got more. Don't go away. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Conservative talk. Sounds spicy! This is The Chris Salcedo Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Don't let her forget, I have one more thing to talk about with uh, about Comey, but I don't want to I don't want to get off this cultural rot being sponsored by, I would say, our political opposition. Oh, and you know what? Be- before we go on, can we can do can we do TV theme songs on Harry Ellie and not get in trouble? Do you know that? Well, who can you ask? Can you ask like, because I I can't let acknowledging something that happened over the weekend go. You go ahead and ask. Uh, You know, there are are copyright issues, folks, that we have to worry about here on The Blaze. And if if we, I'm wondering if we can play a a soundbite of a a TV theme. And uh, uh, hopefully we can. If we can't, then I'll just go ahead and give my tribute. Uh, But that's coming down the road. Let me talk about something that happened concerning the socialist senator from Vermont. Now, many of you probably missed this, but the Blaze wrote it up, and thankfully they did. Uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress of, uh, of Dallas Baptist Church caught wind of this. He was very upset. Apparently, there was a, somebody up for some government job, and he, he's being cross-examined in the Senate by, by the, the socialist senator from Vermont. And the socialist senator from Vermont was very upset about some of the writings of this individual who was a, was a devout Christian and who believed the only way to get into heaven is through, is through Jesus Christ. And, and that is his personal belief. And... Well, let me just read from uh, who Justin Justin Haskins over at .com wrote this up. 
At Russell Vaught's Senate hearing on Wednesday, Senator Bernie Sanders did everything he could to undermine Vaught's chances of being confirmed as the United States' next deputy director of the White House Office of Management and Budget. This isn't surprising since Vaught, is it vote? Is it vote? Yeah, I think it's vote. Vote has deep ties to groups Sanders oppose, such as Heritage Action for America. He's a conservative, where vote worked as a, an influential organization's vice president. But Sanders' approach attacking votes religious views has both conservatives and liberals lining up against him. During the hearing, Sanders questioned votes' qualifications to hold public office because of previous statements he made about Muslims and their salvation. Writing for the resurgent, Vote said, Muslims do not simply have a deficient, deficient theology. They do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, his son, and they stand condemned. Yeah, they, well, okay. And, and you know what? Muslims believe the same thing, Bernie Sanders, that if you don't worship Allah, that you're not going to whatever their version of heaven is. Some of their more extreme members believe that, uh, you know, you, you go out on a suicide mission, you see 72 virgins in the afterlife. But guarantee you, uh, Bernie Sanders, any one of these Muslims who believe this kind of garbage, they were part of the Obama administration, you didn't get out there and oppose them. Now, I say garbage because that is a rather extreme version of Islam. Some of the more mainstream Islam folks, I, I don't think, take that Sharia view. Oh, and that reminds me. Don't let me forget to talk about the Sharia protests over the weekend, too, and the way they were in, in equally covered. But understand that Mr. Sanders would never dream of putting this religious test on a, on a person in Islam. If somebody had written, well, that Islam is the only way to see God. Bernie Sanders would never dream of opposing him and grilling him the way he did in that, in that Senate hearing. Because that's a protected Democrat class. Islam. So th this, let me go on further. During the hearing, Sanders questioned votes qualifications to hold public office because of previous statements he made about Muslims and their salvation. Sanders called the position indefensible and indefensible and hateful, adding it's Islamophobic. And it's an insult to over a billion Muslims throughout the world. So wait a minute. If a member of the Islamic community gets up there and says, hey, the only way to reach Allah is by following Islam and all Jews, who, by the way, many of them believe need to be driven out of Israel. And all Christians are not going to make it to heaven because through Allah is the only way to go. If they were to say that, just like this guy did, does Bernie Sanders believe they have no place in government? And since when can't people have deeply held beliefs, whether they be Islamic, Christian, or Jewish? and serve in the federal government. Since when? Since when? And since when is it hateful to say, look, these are my, these are my religious beliefs. I believe nobody goes to heaven 
except through, not, not through Jesus Christ. That's, what, that's, my, that's my religious belief. Are you saying, and man, I wish this guy, I wish vote, he's probably instructed not to, but I would have just, I would have gotten my hackles up and said, Senator, are you saying that, as, that government servants don't have the right to have pr- deeply held religious beliefs and have them expressed? Because, sir, what you are treading on here is a, is a religious test in government. And uh, we all knew Bernie Sanders was a disgrace, an anti-American nut job, because he advocates socialism for the United States, which, again, is anti-American. But this goes too far. Trying to institute a religious test for Christians who serve in government. That's dangerous. We knew Bernie Sanders was a dangerous man because of his advocacy. We knew Bernie Sanders was was a dangerous man because of what he counsels for the United States, you know, going down the road of Venezuela or Cuba or socialist Europe. But the very idea that he wants to institute a religious test, absolutely ludicrous. Now, about these protests over the weekend, the anti-Sharia law protests, we'll talk about what they were and how they were covered coming up in the Salcedo Show here on The Blitz. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I will get to that uh, that Comey soundbite. It was it was one of the highlights of the of the hearing, where Comey admits that the former Attorney General Loretta Lynch interfered with a criminal investigation, not a national security investigation, but a criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton, and at least one Democrat is calling for a. Uh, an investigation into that. Believe it or not, a Democrat is actually saying, hey, that, that we might actually want to look into a real uh, obstruction of justice, criminal investigation. I couldn't believe it when I saw it either. Let's talk uh, about this and many other things with our pal Ruben Navarrete. He is, of course, the most read uh, Latino nationally syndicated columnist around, and he is heading to New York City, and we'll ask him what that's all about. He may be already have landed out there on the East Coast. Hey, Ruben, welcome back to the show. Yes, my friend, I have landed. I am here. Just got here and walking my way through an airport. What could go wrong doing a radio interview from an airport, right? <laughs> the Latino has landed in, uh, <laughs> in New York. So uh, what, yeah. what, now you're going to be appearing on uh, the new yep. Fox show, The Specialist, yes? That's right. I'll be on The Specialist. I'll be one of the guest hosts uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock uh, Central Time, 5 o'clock out here. I'll be with uh, Eric Bowling and his two permanent guests, uh, there, we'll be talking about the issues of the day from a different perspective. That we find. Now, now, why did they? Now, why do you think they wanted you out there to talk about this stuff? Well, the producer on the show, one of the producers on there, used to book me on the O'Reilly Factor, ah. and you know, we always got along there. And I know a lot of folks have been going on Fox News really since I was at the Dallas Morning News, so that's now going back 15 years. Um, been on Fox News for a long, long time. And took a, a brief hi- hiatus when I was under contract at CNN, but I'm glad to be back. And uh, 
they found me. I'm glad to, glad to be here. Well, that's cool. So now what do you think? Now you think Comey's going to be the hot topic still? Well, I think uh, we have an after effect on Comey. We have uh, sort of the reaction. We've become the story now. It's, it's moved off of Comey and Trump, and it's become sort of the reaction that the Comey loyalists versus the Trump loyalists are having. So mm-hmm. we've become the story. And uh, maybe something about uh, Ivanka Trump's comments about the viciousness that her father's encountered, which ironically was met with even more viciousness on Twitter, uh, as if to prove her point. So there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, and tomorrow also at, I believe it's 2.30 Eastern, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States, will be in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He'll be talking uh, under oath to that committee. So I, I imagine that's going to be also a big topic of conversation. Yeah, again on the relationship with Jeff Sessions and the number of meetings he had with the Russian ambassador. I don't know people have heard about convincing uh, his and assertions those were very limited. Hey, Rube, we're getting we're getting every other word. I think you're in a bad position in the uh, in the airport. So just Sorry. try to get to a window if you can for a second. I know what could go wrong. I'm just landing in New York. And, yeah, Ruben Navarrete Jr., the most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist contributor over there at FoxNews.com, my uh, guest right now. So, Rube, yeah, I can imagine uh, they want to know about Kislyak. They want to know about his recollections of this. And of course, it, it's completely moronic because it is the job of a lot of these senators to meet with foreign dignitaries including the russian ambassador it's just going to seem a lot more of this kabuki theater so jeff sessions has worn three hats in a short period of time he was a senator from alabama which means it's perfectly um, legal and appropriate for him to meet with the russian ambassador and then he was a chief campaign operative spokesperson for donald trump during the campaign and now the attorney general. Those two things mixed together, friend, that's the problem. Uh, the, the problem stems from the fact that that should have been three different people. And one and fill all those roles. Yeah. Hey, Rube, I you know what? We knew it was going to be a, a crapshoot just getting you on uh, when, when you were landing through the uh, airport and the cell signal isn't cooperating. So I'll tell you what, we will, uh, once you get back to your hotel, maybe we can get you on to the uh, on the next cell signal show. Sounds good. In, in, in Houston, it. so we'll talk okay. to you there when uh, when that Thanks. when that time arrives. Ruben Navarrete Jr., everybody who's in New York, is going to be on Fox News Channel tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern on The Specialists, again, uh, giving his particular uh, readout of what's going on on the issues of the day. And as I promised, I, wa- I did want to get to what was going on with Comey admitting that Loretta Lynch, Remember this attorney general who thought it was completely appropriate to have a secret meeting on the tarmac with former President Clinton, the husband of the target of a criminal investigation uh, uh, being undertaken by the FBI. I thought that was completely appropriate. James Comey admitting that Loretta Lynch had instructed him to change the vocabulary of what the uh, what the FBI was doing, which was not a security review wasn't any of this garbage that Hillary Clinton was saying it was. I remember talking about this, but it was actually uh, uh, it was actually a criminal investigation. We had refused to confirm the existence, as we typically do, of an investigation for months. And it was getting to a place where that looked silly because the campaigns were talking about interacting with the FBI in the course of our work. The, the Clinton campaign at the time was using all kinds of euphemisms security review matters, things like that for what was going on. Yeah. And none of it was the the FBI doesn't do those kinds of things. 
FBI doesn't do a security review. I don't even know who does a security review in government. Wasn't the FBI. They do investigations. The Federal Bureau of Investigations. They don't do reviews. We were getting to a place where the Attorney General and I were both going to have to testify and talk publicly about it. And I want to know, was she going to authorize us to confirm we had an investigation? And she said, yes, but don't call it that. Call it a matter. And I said, why would I do that? And she said, just call it a matter. And again, you look back in hindsight, you think, should I have resisted harder? I just said, all right, it isn't worth, this isn't a hill worth dying on. And so I just said, okay. The press- you know what? So he just said, okay, that's not a hill worth dying on, huh? But the minute, the minute Donald Trump does something that's, that is uh, somewhat improper, you think it's, it's uh, a call to take copious notes and then to leak those notes to, an, to a, the New York Times through an intermediary. So let me get this straight. Loretta Lynch does something completely improper by telling you to call your criminal investigation a matter for public dissemination, basically echoing the campaign. And you don't feel compelled to take any notes and you don't feel compelled to talk to your buddy at Columbia and leak it to the New York Times. Donald Trump does something equally improper by asking folks to leave the room and have a private conversation with you and saying, hey man, we've already put Flynn through the ringer. Can you find your way clear to, to let the matter go? Or I, I hope there, there is a way we can let this matter go. I hope is what the president said, which I, I think that there's nobody who, out there who's saying this wasn't improper. I think what, what the president did was improper. Illegal, no. Obstruction of justice, no way. But notice how Comey handled both improper conversations. But actually, you know what? One could be considered an order because Loretta Lynch ordered James Comey to use the words matter. And uh, by the way, Comey complied. Comey did it. The press is going to completely ignore it. And that's what happened when I said we have opened a matter they all reported the FBI has an investigation open. Uh, and so that concerned me because that language tracked the way the campaign was talking about the FBI's work, and that, that's concerning. It gave the impression that the campaign was somehow using the same language as the FBI because you were handed the campaign language and told yeah. to be able to use the campaign. Whether, and again, I don't know whether it was intentional or not, but it gave the impression that the Attorney General was looking to align the way we <laughs> talked about our work with... Uh, I'm sure it was... Ellie, I'm sure it was a complete coincidence. The fact that... The fact that... Uh, what's or nuts? A.G. Lynch said, oh, you know what? Let's use the word matter, just like Hillary Clinton is using. Let's use the word... Let's use the phraseology matter, just like, like the campaign wants. I'm sure it was completely coincidental. Loretta Lynch's boss, Barack Obama, who openly and publicly endorsed Hillary Clinton. I'm sure it's a complete coincidence that the Attorney General Loretta Lynch wanted you, James Comey, to adopt the same language the campaign was using. Anything but saying criminal investigation and Hillary Clinton in the same sentence. The way political campaign was describing the same activity, which was inaccurate. We had a criminal investigation open. As I've said before, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We had an investigation open at the time, and so that gave me a queasy feeling. A queasy feeling, but not enough of a queasy feeling to start taking down copious notes and then leaking to your buddy at Columbia and getting it to the New York Times.
No, we had to find out after the Obama administration left office, after the Attorney General Loretta Lynch is now a civilian and moving on, nobody's going to have the political will to go after. Well, I hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope we get to go back and we get to haul all of these Obama people up before Congress and make them pay for what they did to us for the last eight years, for all of their illegality, for all of their extra constitutional activities. And CNN, this is crazy, to their credit, asked Dianne Feinstein of California about Loretta Lynch interfering with Hillary Clinton's criminal investigation. The request gave him a queasy feeling. He felt clearly that Loretta Lynch was giving cover to the Clinton campaign. Uh, Was she? I can't answer that. (laughs) You can't. Oh, I think without a doubt that Loretta Lynch through various. Well, heck, if CNN itself. If the the, the press had admitted that it was publishing stories on the on behalf of Hillary Clinton's campaign. The press was collaborating with Hillary Clinton's campaign. Why couldn't the sitting attorney general of her own political party be collaborating with Hillary Clinton's campaign? Everybody was. I would have a queasy feeling, too, though, to be candid with you. Um, I think we need to know more about that. And there's only one way to know about it, and that's to have the Judiciary Committee take a look at that. So you think it's worth investigating if, in a way, this was semantic cover given to the Clinton campaign? It was clearly an investigation being described. Yeah, but this is a separate investigation we're talking about. Of course, yes. As long as it's kept separate. We got to continue to investigate Trump and Russia. Russia, Trump. Russia, 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 Trump. But maybe we should look into this, says Dianne Feinstein. No, the Democrat is saying that, by the way. But Dianne Feinstein is. Uh, Coming up, as we wrap up the show, folks, I will give you an example of karma from another high-profile Democrat. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Hell, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Karma. Uh, it, it's wonderful when you see it happen. Oh, by the way, Ellie, did we get a, did we get a ruling on, um, on uh, being able to play the theme song? Okay, well then, before I get into karma, folks, let me just do this. Anybody who watched 1960s television knows that that theme song. It's the theme song to the Batman series, and it was uh, live action starring uh, Adam West. And Adam West, unfortunately, we lost him over the weekend. Uh, 88 years of age he was, and uh, let me just say, for those of you who never saw the series... (laughs) It wasn't Christian Bale. It wasn't even Michael Keaton's Batman. That was a much darker version. The evolution of the Dark Knight throughout the years uh, 
was something to to observe. My first my first uh, view of Batman was from Adam West and the reruns, and then the, he even he did more than voice the Batman. Uh, or he did more than portray Batman in the live action series. He also voiced Batman in the Super Friends uh, and the Hanna Barbera versions of Justice League and all that. That was what they called Super Friends back then. And uh, at any rate, uh, Adam West, iconic individual. I could not let a show go by as we lost him over the weekend, 88 years of age. Had to make mention of that. And by the way, Eartha Kitt and Julie Newmar, great cat women. Julie Newmar, the best Catwoman still to date, I would say. Uh, karma, back to karma, from, from Catwoman to karma. Um, after calling President Trump's mental health into question on MSNBS, Nancy Pelosi said this. What I did say this morning, in case you missed me on TV, is follow this. Now, this was early this morning, and in light of events that have come forth since. I said to him that New Yorkers have said to me, those who've had business dealings with him, he operates this way. First, he tries to charm you. President Bush tries to charm you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, who? Way. First, he tries to charm you. President Bush tries to charm you. If- <laughs> this isn't the first time that, that Nancy Pelosi has been stuck on the old script. You know, because there's somebody that's not in her party. She's going to dust off the script and start hurling insults at whoever. But she she keeps on forgetting to change the name back to Donald Trump. That doesn't work. He tries to bully you. Oh, and and the press and the press tried to help her out. Uh, Trump, Trump, Trump. They they didn't they didn't want their girl, those in the basket of biased press, to be embarrassed. Yes, she calls Donald Trump's mental fitness into question. And then she jumps in front of the press and calls in President Bush. Karma, everybody. Karma. That's going to do it for the show. Remember, our society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather how much power is reserved for the people. It's good to be back. Catch you guys tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network.